Oh yeah. Let's go. Monday, July 29th, 2019. Backdoor cover. Brad Key. Monday, What's good? Monday, Monday. Oh yeah. What's up? Hey Brad, did you know that yesterday was the last Sunday without football until February? I wasn't aware actually. What football? What football is next week? The preseason, pre-season starts, baby. Wow. Oh, it's lit. Backdoor cover is back. We have survived the worst sports week of the year. And now we are ready to take on the beginning of training camps, preseason football. Gambling is underway. It feels great to be here. I mean, other than one meltdown about women's soccer and socialism, and we talked a little bit about some some female fighting last week that was touch and go, but other than that, I think we made it out no worse for the wear. Yeah, I sure hope not. Yeah. Uh, several people left reviews that said that they're never listening to the show again because of what I, what I said about, uh, you know. It's a sensitive culture, Micah. The things I said about women's soccer. Mm-hmm. I stand by most of them, just to be clear. Oh, but. I was not expecting you to back down. You know, I may be wrong here, because I'm looking at the... <laughs> no, no, not about women's soccer, about pro football. I, re- I saw a tweet that said that yesterday, but there is... Uh, the, the Hall of Fame game is this Thursday. Okay. Which is great. Okay. But there are no games on Sunday. There's uh-huh. only one game, and then the rest of the preseason games start the next Thursday. So there's games, but only on Friday, Junior. That's right. Friday Junior, according to our friends at Titan High. Okay. Thursday, Broncos at Falcons. We might have to have some beers for that one. I thought we were gonna have to like have some sort of party for you that you had you'd backed off your women's soccer thing and that you were growing no, no, up. No, no, And I stand by my statements. I'm just you know, I I guess I could do the thing where like I apologize for anyone who was offended. It's you're really Which is a great way to just not apologize. You're not being genuine right now, buddy. No one believes you. Except for me. I am sorry people were offended, but you know, I'm not going to call people snowflake cucks or anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> what people call me most of the time. Anyway, uh, hey, backdoor cover another week. We're gonna uh, we've got some good stuff coming this week. I'm excited about it. Uh, we'll have the return of Titan High. Uh, we'll get to some cage fight stuff. There were great cage fights this week. I watched them with uh, our man Dave Ruff of the Combat Sports Minute, which he's always a fun person to watch cage fights with. I was lucky enough to watch him with uh, Peter the Irish guy. Oh, you were? Yes. He oh. was very inebriated, and we were in public. It was a little uncomfortable. He was doing some of this would-you-rather bits with me. And that sounds weird. It, it was some bad shit. It, he got real dark, but it was a good time. The, the one the one lady who bled real bad, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. a redheaded lady? We'll get to it. Yeah, well, I, we won't get to her because she was on the undercard, but oh. there was... There was a, a bloody women's fight. Uh, uh, there were two bloody women's fights, actually, but that one was brutal. That's the bloodiest fight I've ever seen. You know, they always said that... You remember when, like, women's boxing became a thing, like, 20 years ago? And mm-hmm. uh, it started gaining in popularity. And they said that people liked it. Men and women liked watching women fight. But the moment a woman started bleeding, like, people's enjoyment went down, like, 80%. Yeah, where two dudes fight and you see blood, nobody in blanks, but there's something about seeing women bleed. I, I'm sure someone's going to come after me in the fucking comments for this that one chick too, was but. tough, man. She handled it better than any dude I ever seen. Anyway, hey, uh, you know what is not tough? What's that? Subscribing and listening to Mind of Micah. That's it. You should you should do that. Subscribe to Mind of Micah wherever you listen to podcasts. We had good content last week. My friend Connor Wanders. Connor Moore joined me to talk about Amazon Nomads. Yeah, that's right. 
It was a really interesting these piece. These are not Amazonian people. These are Americans that are That sell things on Amazon, Amazon but live out of RVs. It, it was a, quite an interesting story. I did not bring back America's Favorite Jersey Shore podcast, Jersey, but guess what, people? I'm making a promise to you. This week, I'm bringing it back Friday. So we'll we'll make up for two up, episodes dude. of time. Yeah, no, you? I'm sorry. I, I blew it. Uh, the situation had a, a bachelor party this weekend, or last Thursday, and uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. So that'll come back later this week. We'll watch last week and this week's episode on America's number one Jersey Shore podcast, Jersey. <laughs> That's on Mind of Micah. Check it out. Plus, we might have a new show announcement coming this afternoon. Really? That's what we call a tease, my friends. Subscribe now. Hey, you should also, if you live in Austin, subscribe to the 365 Things Austin podcast. Last week's uh, episode was on Thursday and was hosted by Brad Key. Co-hosted. Co-hosted. Guest subscribe hosted. to that podcast. Everything that you need to know about the best events in Austin in 30 minutes or less every Thursday. There you have How's it. How's that first Hills pitch? Hey, and then, of course, America's number one golf podcast, The Butter Cut. You should subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll start today with a little golf talk, a little miniature butter cut. Brad, yeah, we'll do a full recap on Wednesday with Pete. But, yeah, real quick. Tell WGC, us about what happened this week. WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, quick hits. Brooks Kepka wins. It's a non-major win. I, it was kind of shocking just to see him do actually try and care at an event that wasn't the biggest in the world. Although, to, to give it some credit, it's one of the nine biggest events of the year. So it's among, it's like just, okay. it's like a, it's a major junior, just kind of like Friday junior. These WGC Thursday. events are, you know, pretty prestigious. They're prestigious. They count for a lot of points and in the FedEx lot, playoffs. Don't they pay well? Yeah, too? The, the purses are mu- uh, massive. So Brooks flew home on a NetJets uh, that I saw a post he made. Him and his fiance and a couple of his boys flew home uh, on a net jet. So Brooks is balling. The other story of note: Rory McIlroy went into Sunday. He was leading by I think it was one or two strokes over Brooks going into the day. Uh, Rory ends up shooting one over as opposed to Brooks shooting five under. Uh, McIlroy finishes at tied fourth, eleven under compared to Brooks finishing 16-under and winning. So, it's just more of the same rhetoric, or you will hear more of the same rhetoric after what happened at the Open in Ireland. Rory kind of chokes in the biggest moments. He he goes into the weekend of the uh, WGC. He's in good shape. He's playing great. He has an awesome Saturday. He's in the lead. He's in the driver's seat. There's some pressure applied to him, and he doesn't show up, and... I don't know how fair it is or, you know, exactly how hard people are going to be on him about this, but I just have to think that they're going to come after him. So uh, it's to be determined. A couple other players of note. Webb Simpson shot a six under um, on Sunday, and he finished at 13 under in second place. Mark Leishman, after missing the cut at the Open previous week, shot three under Sunday, 12 under for the tournament, finished in third place, solo third place. Um we had a couple of other players of note. Uh, all of our picks went into Sunday. Me and Peter's picks going into the weekend were in really you, good shape. That's why you listen to the Buttercut. They uh, they uh, had some troubles on Sunday, to say the least. Most of them finished in like the 10 to 15 range when they were in contention, kind of a couple shots off going into the lead. That's Norin, uh, Olison, um, Cantlay, those guys. So anyhow, yeah, it was a great weekend. Huge weekend for Brooks. 
he appeared to be pleased. Awesome charity event. That St. Jude stuff is really touching. So I'm sure you'll see videos out there. And uh, that concludes the Minner Mini Buttercut. There you go, fam. More on the Buttercut on the Buttercut Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We're just getting going on that thing. Uh, Brad will give you all the PGA Tour news you need. Let's talk the National Football League. 38 days until kickoff of the regular season. That is exciting, exciting stuff. That's That's it? No, a couple news. Okay. Not a whole lot. Training camp's getting going. Uh, As we mentioned, the first uh, preseason game is Thursday, the Hall of Fame game. Who's playing in that? It's uh, Denver versus somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A.J. Green. Uh, Bengals wide receiver, out six to eight weeks after some sort of uh, knee ankle injury. Uh, This is being blamed on a subpar practice field in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, boy. Because the Bengals, in honor of the NFL's 100, this is their 100th season, so that's going to be a big thing all season. Right. Uh, The first pro football game was played. The centennial is what they call that. The the first football game was played, NFL game was played in Dayton, I guess, or near Dayton. So they played the, on the same field? No, they they tried. The NFL wanted to build a field, okay. and pay five hundred thousand dollars to build a field, like for this practice or something. I mean, they get that from right from but Village, apparently a Native American tribe Uh-oh. said that it was an Indian burial ground and they couldn't do it there. Oh, and so the Bengals were like, "Oh, we'll just go play at a college field instead." And AJ Green is out six to eight weeks, and like uh, Bengals coaches were saying, like this field sucks. Even before he got hurt. Nobody knows if it's exactly to blame for that, but um, that's where we are on that. Yikes. Uh, Lamar Jackson will run the football a lot, in case you were wondering. Uh, during he there, His head coach, John Harbaugh, was asked uh, by Brian Billick on a TV show uh, what the pitch count on Jackson's running attempts might be, noting that Cam Newton's career high is 139 in a season. And uh, Harbaugh said, I'd bet the over on that one. I'd bet the over for sure. Without hesitation, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if we know the exact numbers or the math. Jackson, by the way, uh, it wouldn't be surprised if he uh, beat Newton's career high. He numbers. ran the shit out of the ball last year. Yeah, last year he already beat it. He ran 147 times as a rookie. <laughs> uh, he averaged 17 rushes per game in his seven regular season starts. Wow! If you extrapolate that out, it's 272 for a 16 game season. Uh, for comparison, only Ezekiel Elliott earned that many. Or more than that last season amongst all running Toted the ball more times. You know, I bet you that he'll throw a little bit more and run a little bit less just because he's becoming more comfortable and a more competent passer as an NFL player. But still, I would bet the over. 17 carries sounds a lot. Well, if he plays oh, yeah. all 16 games as opposed to seven, you would think he would surpass that number, no problem. Well, that if he gets 10, I mean, if he did 17 a game, let's say he does only 10 a game. Right. And you extrapolate that out over 16, that's 160. That's more than Cam's ever had. Yeah. That I think he'll be, I think he'll throw a little bit more, but I still think over a 16-game set, he's going to definitely break Well, and camps. of course, the question becomes, is he going to play 16 games if he's running that much? Well, that's a good question. So, Did he, he didn't get hurt at all last year. No. He's slippery. Uh, hey, we've got something interesting I want to bring, bring to the table here. Okay. Brad and I, and MWBK, are considering uh, rolling out a Patreon page for backdoor cover. Specifically for the football season, right? That's right, for football season. Because there's a lot of cool stuff that we can do extra beyond just podcasts, just this stuff. Like, And we want to offer that to the fans. So That's right. And, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd like to – we're exploring some different opportunities, some different ways to do this. 
And I want to hear from you guys. What would you be willing? Uh, what would you want to see if you joined a, a subscription uh, tier model during football season? We'd be bringing you bonus content. We'd be bringing you picks. Uh, do you want specific gambling information from people like Can't Miss Mitch, guys who are Vegas insiders? Do you want fantasy content? Do you want just more content? Do you want more guests? Um, we're also talking about contesting, doing the, some different We're also going to do some contests, yeah, some pools uh, that would pay actual money. Um, there are a lot, a lot of things a lot of things in the, in the hopper here. Things so, to mull over. Reach out to us. Call our hotline, 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. Let us know what you'd be interested in, in uh, being a part of. Uh, hit me on DM at Michael Weiner or at... Uh, Bradley B. Key. Or at uh, Backdoor, Backdoor Cover, Cover Podcast, Podcast on Instagram. And we'll, we want to listen from, we want to hear from you guys uh, as far as what what works best for us because football season is basically a month away. August 1st is when it all gets going. So that's that's what we're targeting. And we've got a month to make this thing right and and uh, get you guys what you want and uh, make, it, make it work for us and for you guys. And I'll, a little spoiler alert, it will re- include the return of Power plant picks. I need some new sound effects, like an electric, like a lightning strike or something. Yeah. Hey, let's talk uh, UFC. Uh, UFC 240 was this week. Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar for the featherweight title. Holloway won uh, the fight versus or in a unanimous decision. Okay. A lot of people thought it might even be a 5-0 fight. Uh, five rounds to none. He so he, he dominated. Was, he was he wasn't dominating, but he was always in control. Uh, Edgar is always sort of a smaller man, and he likes. I, I think he likes being the underdog, and he, you know, he played the underdog, and he was just too small. Holloway was bigger. You think he's just like trying to rope a dope him, or what do you mean by that? No, I, he. There's always a you lot. You can of only talk be the he, underdog until the fight starts, and then you can't keep well, playing the underdog. Well, he likes being the smaller man for okay. some reason. I think he's got like a chip on his shoulder. He he's always a smaller guy at 145, and every fight his in his own coaches like you need to go down to 135, and he refuses to do it. It's some sort of like a little man fear thing. Oh, but Holloway was just longer, stronger, and you know he 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 beat him up. Uh, but it, it was good. I mean, Edgar's Edgar's a legend. The guy. Unfortunately, he's 0-5 in his last five title fights. He just can't get over the hump. He's sort of like uh, the California kid, Uriah, mm-hmm. who I don't think has ever been a UFC champion and, is, and can always get to the top of the mountain and can just never get over the hump. Hey, but you know what you need to do to get over the hump, Brad? What's that? You need to get a good night's rest, and the oh. best way to do that is on a Lisa mattress. Lisa knows how important rest is to a better life. Lisa is the foundation of a healthier, happier you. There is no question that your quality of life improves over the top in a big way when you get good sleep. All Lisa products have been thoughtfully designed to go beyond creating a comfortable bed and to transform your bedroom into a sanctuary that you want to spend time in. You guys know the deal with Lisa. They're a great company. They donate one mattress every 10 they sell to charity. They've donated more than 33,000 mattresses. They're made in the USA. This is, this is the deal. It's shipped to your house for free. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to deal with a mattress salesman. And Brad and I both sleep on the, the hybrid mattress made by, by Lisa. It's really nice. It's an amazing. It's a great mattress. It's got a hybrid. Uh, uh, it's a hybrid of both uh, premium foams and springs to give you pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Nice. Hey, Lisa's also running a sale right now. Okay. If you go to lisa.com slash BDC, 
you save 15% off and you get two free pillows. Go, go and run right now. Don't miss out. Live healthier, live happier by resting deeper. Order today and get 15% off. I think two free pillows are still going. Go check that out right now. It's for a limited time. At They're Lisa. nice pillows too. Yeah. Lisa.com slash BDC or use promo code BDC. That's L-E-E-S-A.com slash BDC. Promo code BDC. Keep in mind, you also get a 100-night risk-free trial plus free shipping and free returns. What do you have to lose? The answer is nothing. Am I right? I can't think of anything. Yeah. Uh, the other fight on this card... The- Wait a minute. Did you just do something revolutionary? Did you just drop a read in the middle of a segment? I did. That's different, isn't Nobody's it? Nobody's doing that. Nobody's out here doing that. You're risking it all. Well, that was the main event. So now we'll go to the, the, ah, okay. the next fight. I see what Chris you're Chris Cyborg versus Felicia Spencer. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, Cyborg was a tremendous betting favorite leading into this, and with good reason. Spencer only had six or seven pro fights. I don't know how, I think only one in the UFC. Cyborg has fought 23 or 24 times professionally. (laughs) Cyborg dominated Spencer. Uh, Spencer was game, though, I will say. She took a lot of punches, and Cyborg is one of the most feared striking women ever. Was this a knockout or not? No, she made she she took a ton of punches. Because we expected was it to be a knockout this time, right? Yeah, it wasn't close, but she did survive. She made it to the end of uh, she lost a, a unanimous decision. I think she lost all three rounds too. Uh, Spencer did cut Cyborg at one point, which I think is the first time that's ever happened. But it turns out she bleeds. Yeah, uh, she she just looked Spencer. I've read a lot of stuff where people are like, oh, she's still a rising star and she's got a bright future. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> this looked unfair. Like, she took a lot of punishment, but she had no business fighting with Cyborg. And this is the, the biggest problem with women's MMA is that there just isn't a deep pool of super talented, high-level women's fighters. So did one of them have to stretch to make it to the other's weight class? Like, are they evenly matched? Like, No, they were, they were evenly matched. I okay. don't know if this was I didn't know if one of them had to get, go up to meet one. one no, the no, other, no. Yeah. Um, this just... Spencer may be a, a good fighter or a very good fighter, but she is far from an elite fighter, and Cyborg is, is an elite fighter. Turns out she's real tough. Yeah. Um, it was... The bigger story get, coming out of this was actually... Uh, the contractual situation, Cyborg, this was the last fight of her uh, UFC contract. After the after the fight, she walked around and did interviews with a Cyborg Nunez 2 shirt and that says coming 2020. She's campaigning? She, yeah, she made her own t-shirt that says uh, fight coming 2020. Uh, apparently, and like did a bunch of interviews, including on, on ESPN and all the stuff. And then when she showed up for the... Um, the press conference, the UFC made her take the shirt off and because she's not she's no longer under contract with the UFC. Okay. And Dana White came out and just said that she sucked tonight and that she doesn't want Nunez, she wants easier fights, which is totally not really true. Why would he do that? Is this some of that supply and demand shit where he's trying to make everybody think it's not going to happen? And then he's no, pull no, 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 it's not hat. that. I mean, there, it's negotiation tactics. Her camp has always had, they do not negotiate well with the UFC. They've always butted heads from the beginning. She wants she, more. She either wants more money or she wants more clout. I don't know what the deal is, but they've never gotten along. And Dana Dana has said nasty things about this woman in the past, mostly because Ronda Rousey did. It's it's really just kind of ugly. And now that she is a free agent, I, 
I don't think that Dana wants Chris Cyborg running. Like, if she beats Amanda Nunes again, she's the women's champion. And she's got the leverage. And, yeah, and she's got the leverage and she can hang around. Plus, Cyborg's going to want a multi-fight contract. She doesn't want just a one-fight contract against mm-hmm. Nunes. Um, so it, it's real acrimonious, and it's weird the way they're going at each other. Dana really doesn't doesn't play nice and you don't think this is all an act you don't think this is like wwe hyping shit no it's not it's an act but it's done for to try and lower her negotiations it's not for the audience okay yes that's that's i'm glad you ask because it's uncomfortable to the audience like this is not a you don't think people are getting enjoyment out of this and then like when the fight does actualize and no i mean there have been been feuds like between dana and ben Askren, for example that like actually made both guys more money. Right, like it worked. It works the in almost every aspect. A promotion of can can feud with a fighter. Like that's something that's that we've seen. This is not like this doesn't make anybody want to see this more. It just it's weird and it's uncomfortable. And but what it does is it creates storylines for people to talk about and to keep UFC top of mind and to keep people wanting to see fights when they're not going to happen probably. And like yeah, but I she's don't know. not. That's not the case. That's here. not what this is. That's this not is what you see. Kind of okay. weird weird posturing from both sides and uh, we're seeing it again i hope we don't have to see it i i if i mean i don't know that's the big fight cyborg's got to make that happen that's the fight we we need these are the two best women and i'd like to see nunez knock her out again and then put cyborg out to pasture uh can you believe cyborg's a free agent i mean if she went to bellator if she went to one championship if she went anywhere all of these places would be dying to give her the money she sure. wants. Yeah. Uh, because she's she's the biggest name outside of Amanda Nunes, uh, who's currently fighting. So if she goes elsewhere, could she get a fight with Nunes where it's promoted by two separate no. institutions? Like you have to be in the same league. Right. Okay. Yeah. She's she would fight she would sign a multi deal fight or multi fight deal with somebody else. You gotta pick pick a league, basically. Uh other fights on the undercard, there was that bloody female fight. I don't know these I don't know what she had red hair and there was so much blood and it just was a mess. Her face was a mess. Uh, The other, the other big thing was uh, Dallas's Jeff, Jeff hands of steel. Neil got an impressive second round knockout. He won a $50,000 fight of the night bonus. Hands Uh, of steel or hands? Hands of steel. Okay. He's four and oh in the UFC. And I think he's fought four times this year or at least four times the last 10 months or something like he, he's making a real name for himself. His next fight will be, be something but he's he's becoming a, a bit of a star and it's he's a knockout specialist i take it from hands, hands of steel, steel neil yeah yeah dallas is uh becoming a little bit of a hotbed for mma and and fighting in general with errol Sp- uh errol spence there's there tons the of affliction area. out there in dallas well, that's true too a lot of bedazzling there's big fights coming this weekend including a big one uh colby covington fights robbie lawler saturday and it's free it's on espn and guess what what former ufc fighter and personal friend of mine, Andrew Craig, is going to join us on Friday. Oh, it's going to be He's great. just RSVP'd. And uh, he will join us to talk about these fights. There's also a one championship fighting card. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the return of Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson uh, fighting over there. Eddie Alvarez is also has his second one championship fight. As you recall, they hyped him really big, and he lost his first fight. In an embarrassing fashion. And for those of, of us who aren't huge MMA fans, one championship fighting is like another MMA league. Yeah, it's it's based in Korea, I think. Okay, uh, but it's owned by Bleacher Report, so it's they're trying to make it a bigger thing. They're or getting themselves into yeah. some stuff, man. Bleacher Report's out there. But Andrew Craig will come break down those fights for us. 
uh, including Colby Covington is, is uh, we'll get real deep into it on Friday, but he wears a, a MAGA hat everywhere he goes. Nice. And uh, it's interesting that ESPN runs away from political discourse all the time, including the Dan Lebitard thing last week. That was crazy. Uh, but then they're going to have this dude fight on free TV. Whose whole thing is just like sort of, you know, he's been to the white house and wears a MAGA hat and he's, he's really, he says some out, outrageous things. He's the guy whose Instagram, he was uh, also supporting our friends over at my bookie last football season. And he started every Instagram video with a hi nerds and alert uh, or what was it? <laughs> hi ver- nerds and lur- and virgins nerds and virgins. Yeah. And That's then, nice. then he just has like s- strippers. And so he's a videos. troll. Yeah. He's a troll. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and he's, he's I don't been think taking that shots that at is, I don't think that is weird that they would host a fight on free television just because he has politically adverse statements and feel, thoughts. As long as he's not going out there and like making a press conference or something, which he, he may be, but like that's not the center of the the entertainment factor. So like I don't feel like that's the same. No, he comparison. wears the hat every interview he does. Which okay. But anyway, that that's a whole other thing. So it's just interest it's a little interesting to me that ESPN ESPN's also like every time that Greg Hardy has fought, it's been live on ESPN. Like nobody wants to see that fucking disgusting piece of shit fight. I, I don't want to see him make a dollar ever. I don't even want to see him get knocked out. I just don't want and for some reason ESPN obviously there's some executive at ESPN that says we need him on TV because he's he'll exp- you know, he'll appeal to the the sports fan. He's like the least likable human being ever. They're just thinking that because he used to play football and right. that it crosses into the mass crossover. pop. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Andrew Craig will join us on Friday and we will get deeper into that. And uh, those will be good fights to talk about. Hey, you know what else is good to talk about, Brad? What's that? Harry's Razors. Tell us how much you love your Harry's razor, Brad. Love my Harry's razor. It's hard to say, but they have an ergonomic handle. It's really nice. It's true. They have awesome travel cover for your blades. Keeps them sharp even if you're traveling, you're flying, your th- stuff is rattling around your bags. It's no problem. Uh, yeah, man. They, uh, they do it all. Yeah, it's true. A lot of guys buy disposable razors when they travel, but this summer you don't have to sacrifice quality for price because Harry's delivers high-quality, travel-friendly uh, shave supplies at a great price. Just two bucks per blade. This is a this is a this is fantastic. It's two dollars per blade. That, that's what a blade should cost. It, instead, the competitors have been jacking up the prices for years. Join the ten million Americans who have tried Harry's. Claim your special order or offer by going to Harry's.com/bdc, like backdoor cover. Harry's founders were just two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced gimmicks. You know what they're like. Vibrating heads, heated blades, uh, handles that look like a prop in a sci-fi movie. Mm. These are just some of the tactics that leading brand has been using to overcharge us for no reason for years except to make more money. Harry's make quality, durable quality, durable blades at a fair price. As I mentioned, $2 per blade. Have I mentioned that? $2 per blade. To keep prices low, they cut out the middleman. They own their own blade factory in Germany. Uh, and they can now provide great quality at factory direct prices direct to you 100% quality guarantee if you don't love your shave let them know and they'll give you a full refund this summer refresh your wallet and your face with a harry's trial set it comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for easy grip it's hard to say five blade razor with lubricate lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go it's a key Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bdc. Make sure you go to harrys.com. 
harrys.com slash BDC to redeem your offer and let them know that we sent you and you support our show. Thank you for the support. Harrys.com slash BDC. Check out lisa.com slash BDC as well. Support our sponsors. Call our hotline, 800-392-6344. Let us know. Uh, give us a hot take on sports. We've got four calls, or either three or four calls, queued up for the Titan High guys this week. Uh, even if you just want to attack another caller, we've got some of that going. I, I love the the caller on caller crime. Let us know if you've got a question for Micah's mailbag at that number, 800-392-6344. Or just give us a call. Tell us what you'd like to see in a Patreon uh, subscription, if that's something you're interested in. Uh, let's see, Brad. Where can the people follow you on the socials? The most important place is at the Buttercut Pod. Uh, sorry, the Buttercut Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, however, it is the Buttercut Pod. Uh, you can follow me personally at Bradley B Key on Instagram or Bradley Key on Twitter. There you go. Follow me at Michael Weiner, M I C A H W I E N E R, on both Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, follow Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. We're we're still dropping White Claw memes and also videos of professional athletes embarrassing children. A lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that this time. Content theme. Yeah. That's it. We're back this week with uh, Titan High and then with more uh, with Andrew Craig on Friday to talk fights. You got anything else, Brad? Maybe we'll recap the uh, Hall of Fame game, too. And check out the Buttercut, please. You deserve it. Subscribe, rate, and review. That's it. This has been a production of MWBK Creative Plus Sales. Back later this week. Mm, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.